you're listening to Wandering Rome. Aldern leans out over the railing of the ship, looking off into the sea, and turns to Hamish and says, um, Hamish, yeah. who, what do you know about this world that I don't? Well, I mean, that might depend on what you know. You're a learned fella, Aldern. I've read my share of books. Well, I suppose. Aldern, do you know what lies behind a rainbow? No. Well, there's something there. What is it? It's hard to say. Do you know what lies underneath a shadow? It depends on the shadow. I, I'm trying to make a point here, Aldrin. Um, there are things that bind us all together that push us through life and keep us going. It's not all our own will. You see, there's strings between us like what drew my bees to me after my brother Hector passed on now that's something you might want to think of is what strings are pulling you along Aldern huh strings after days at sea aboard our lady of the rain our friends see an island in the distance tall trees dot the shore as well as the mountains in the center Near the shore, dashed against the rocks, is the wreckage of a ship. Welcome to the shipwrecked island. Captain, if there's a shipwreck, perhaps we should go ashore and see if anybody survived. There might be someone stuck there. Aye, if there's a shipwreck, perhaps we should stop some ways away from shore. That's why you're the captain. Aye, let's drop anchor here. Nathan! Yeah, yeah. Drop the anchor. Yes, sir. You heard the captain drop the anchor. Dropping the anchor. Arr! As the anchor is dropped into the water with a big splash, the gang gathers together and Squeaker says, I think we should offer to be the ones to explore that there island. What do you, what do you think? <laughs> yes, I'm totally down. <laughs> well, our crew seems fairly occupied with the anchor there. Hey, Nathan. Yeah. Yeah. Did you drop the anchor? Oh, sir, we dropped the anchor like 10 minutes ago. All right. How many of you did it take? Uh, what you say about four, five? Ah, uh, they're hopeless. Well, I'm going to send a dinghy ashore, <gasps> and I think that the four of yous uh, should head out under the command of, what's your name, Raindrop here? Aye, aye, sir. Captain Raindrop Captain of the dinghy. Of the dinghy! I hereby put you in charge of the expedition to shore. Bring us back good word or bad word, depending on what you find. And also bring us some of that fruit. It looks pretty good. Will do, Captain. The single tear of joy just rolls down Raindrop's face. She's so excited. And the captain salutes. <laughs> Raindrop salutes right back. a girl. Aldern rows the ship towards the shore. Raindrop is standing on the prow of the ship with a stolen telescope that she's trying to focus through and everything is just large because she doesn't have it centered. Y yes, that way you're... Row on! <laughs> Will do, Captain Raindrop. Yes! Squeakers turns to Hamish and says, Why do you, why do you suppose Aldern volunteered to row this whole thing by himself? I, we, we definitely could have helped. I don't know. He's a large bird, and perhaps he's proud. Yeah, that's probably fair. Would you like to row squeakers? Oh, no, you're doing all right. Fair enough. 
I found it's easier to keep rhythm with one person. I ain't never been part of an away team before. I I've heard about it, but this is kind of exciting. Have any of you ever been a part of an away team? Well, you could say my entire life has been part of an away team. I noticed you're wearing your special red jacket there. I just thought it would match the aesthetic. I don't know. What do you think? I think it's very nice. As the gang gets to shore, Squeakers is the first one to jump out of the boat onto the beach. And when he does, a pit opens up into the sand and he falls in. <laughs> a weasel appears from behind a tree, brandishing a knife. Ow, oh, I see you, I see you! We've been spotted. Oh no! You guys get me out of here! Well, sacrifices needed to be made. Did you dig this hole? I did dig this hole. I wanted to trap a tiger. Are there tigers here? Not so far. You were hoping one would show up on a ship. You never know. Can I say I'm so glad to see you? We've been here by ourselves so long. I'm sorry to hear that. Hello, my name is Raindrop. I am the <coughs> captain of this dinghy. Oh, well, hello, captain. And he salutes. Yes. How long have you been stuck here? Oh, uh, you know, we don't have calendars or clocks. By my reckoning, it's about uh, seven years. That's a very long time. Yeah, that's true. That is a very long time. My name is Benjamin. I'm so glad to see you all. I could kiss you. Can I kiss you? You haven't brushed your teeth in seven years. Well, well that's a little bit hurtful. Unless you had toothbrushes here, you may have toothbrushes. We on can the make island. toothbrushes out of palm fronds and coconut fibers. That's true. We don't have toothpaste. You win some, you lose some. How many of you are there? There's four of us here. Oh, where are the others? Oh, they're in the forest. I will call to them. Hiyo! Out of the palm trees swings a large monkey, and he lands, and he stands up and says. Hello, are these the ones who are going to come to rescue us? Yeah, I believe they are. Oh, it's very nice to meet your acquaintance. Hello. You said there were four. Yeah, the others are a little bit slower than Archibald here. Mm. Yes, my name is Archibald. Well, I just told them that, Archibald, but thank you. I, I thought that reiterating it would help them remember my name. Oh, here, here comes another one of us. A crab starts to scuttle out sideways out of the woods. Hello, crab. They're not named crab, unfortunately. That would be very easy to remember. No. Instead, their name is Veronica. <laughs> well, Veronica, don't be shy. Introduce yourself. Hi, my name's Veronica. Nice to meet you guys. I'm so glad there's other people. Oh, nice to meet you too. My name is Hamish Hawk. This conversation, it's a pleasure meeting you. Our friend is currently trapped in the bottom of a pit. Oh no, that's not good for him. Can someone please get me out? We're coming, Squeakers. And Aldrin will flutter down the pit. Oh, oh, uh, do, do you folks need 50 feet of rope? I can fly, I should be fine. All right, cool. I do have 50 feet of rope. We got these packs. It's been very useless to us. We, I've been dying for a chance to use 50 feet of rope. If it would make you feel better, you can throw it down and maybe Squeakers can clamber up. No, not if you're just doing it to be nice. <laughs> okay, um, I am. And he'll flutter down and pick up Squeakers. Oh, thank goodness. I thought I was going to die in this hole. Oh, you made it. No, no, I'm happy to um, climb aboard. Squeakers hops on Aldern's back and they both flutter up back out of the hole. 
uh, now, but imagine if he had been a tiger. You were absolutely right. That would have been a very good trap. This seems a little bit unnecessarily preemptive to trap a tiger, but fair enough. Have you ever been devastated by a tiger attack? No, have you? No, because we stay prepared. Furthermore, have you ever been trapped on an island for seven years? You gotta find something to do. That's a very valid point there. I made it my mission to trap a tiger. Are there any more traps around this island? Squeakers walks into the tree line as a rope cinches around his legs and he gets hoisted up into the trees. Oh yeah, that one was to stop thieves. That's very resourceful of you. Now you said there was a fourth member. Where are they? Cobalt should be here any moment now. In fact, Cobalt should have been here a moment or two ago. Cobalt is very fast and normally responsive. Uh, they must be just tending the camp. You know, don't want to leave a fire unattended and we were making beans. I told him to pee on the fire to put it out. Well, that was irresponsible, Archibald. Well, you know, we have to conserve our drinkable water. I mean, yes, but um, we do have plenty of water around us. Uh, I guess we could have used that bucket we found to put the water out. And Archibald gets really close to Captain Raindrop and looks her dead in the eye and says, Have you heard the stories of the many men who go crazy from drinking the seawater? No, do they go crazy? You do not understand the level of shame that our people have come across from drinking the seawater. Benjamin sidles up to Raindrop and says, In all confidentiality, uh, he is the only one who's been drinking the seawater. I've been going crazy. One might say I've been going bananas. You see, it's a sort of experiment for him. He wants to see what happens. As previously stated, there is not much to do around here for seven years. Archibald is very bored. Very. Very scientific, man, I see. Um, let's go find your friend. Yeah, you, now that you've drawn attention to it, I am very concerned, very concerned indeed. Hey, is anyone concerned about me up in this here tree? Oh, that's right, you're not a tiger. Oh, right. Or a thief. And Benjamin goes over with his knife and cuts the rope. <laughs> nice. Oh, thank This is perfect. Squeakers can lead the way and he can find all the traps for us. <laughs> uh, all right, Squeakers, lead the way. Uh, okay. Onward. Careful, Squeakers. Squeakers picks up a stick and starts tapping everything in front of him as he's walking. <laughs> That's a good approach there, Squeakers. Careful on the ground, there may be a bear trap. The good news is we didn't have any bear traps when we came here, so we invented our own! And, <laughs> and all of a sudden, a bunch of leaves wrap the Squeakers up like a bolus, and he... And he falls to the ground and starts rolling downhill, deeper into the jungle. As Squeakers rolls into the jungle, he tramples the vegetation behind him. But as soon as he's trampled it, the vegetation regrows and Squeakers is soon lost in the jungle. Now, see, imagine if he had been a bear, that would have been real cool. It's still pretty cool. <laughs> Squeakers, does this jungle often shift like this? Oh, yeah, it's magic. Did I not say? Totally magic. No, that would have been really nice to know. Oh, well, it's a magic jungle on a desert island. One one might say the jungle grows of its own accord. I think I know how to use your rope. 
Okay, 50 feet? Maybe we like tie that around the forest line and lead us forward so we can at least find a particular tree again. Oh, heck yeah. So we don't get lost in this really magic maze forest. Here, take it. Yes. Now tie that up. I'll take the other end. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go into the forest. Yeah. I just want to see. Okay, yeah. What's mm-hmm. it like to hold 50 feet of rope? I've been dying. Dying to do it. You haven't done this before? Never occurred to me. Oh. Now, Benjamin, you must be careful. You see, when we used the rope the last time, I lost mine, you remember? Look, my rope is so much better than your rope. We had this discussion. Yours failed. Mine, excellent rope. For sure, but we must just be careful. Care is for people who have not been trapped in the jungle for seven years. Here I go! Raindrop will stand next to Aldern and tug on his arm and say, Um, Aldern, I don't know how to tie a knot, and I would ask Squeakers because of the lasso thing, but he's currently lost. Um, can you help me? Sure. Aldern takes the end of the rope and walks it around the tree and then demonstrates to Raindrop how to tie off a knot. Mm, these are important things for Captain of the Dinghy to know. So write in her notebook. <laughs> Squeakers comes to an abrupt stop when he hits the trunk of a tree. With a <clears throat> the leaves fall off of him and he looks around and he realizes that he can't hear nor see his friends anymore. He calls out, Hello? Is anyone there? I can hear you breathing. Where did you come from? Jiminy Criscus! <laughs> I've not seen you before. I, I haven't seen you before either, to be fair, sir. You see a two-foot-long snake that kind of rears up and is looking at you. Only four of us on the island, and you're a new one. Welcome. Thank you. You see, there's actually now uh, eight of us on the island, including yourself. Well, that is unfortunate. Unfortunate? Why's that? For more people to be shipwrecked upon the isle. Oh, see, now uh, I can see where you made that mistake. You see, we're not shipwrecked. We're actually ship-shipped. So... You have a way off. Yeah, we've got a dinghy and a captain and a whole thing. Unfortunately, you and I do not have a way out. But, I mean... I just rolled down a hill. I think that if we just walk back up the hill, we, we might be able to find a... What hill? And Squeakers turns around, and the hill that he was rolling down is now a flat plain. Now, that's just the darndest thing. I could have swore right there that there was a hill that I was rolling down whilst screaming my lungs out. It's a strange island. You can say that again. It's a strange island. Oh, I, I didn't mean that you had to, but that's okay. What's your name? Cobalt. Oh, well, pleasure to make your acquaintance, Cobalt. My name is Squakers Onassis. I'm a, what you would call a, a cowboy. Do they have cowboys where you're from? No. What is a cow? Oh, boy. Now, don't wander off. Wander and roam will be right back. people to know Danny. You're Danny. Who am I? Summer. I'm Summer. We are bisexually lit. This is a podcast about movies and life and everything in between. 
two best friends who are loud and queer and love to talk about movies on and off mic and we'd like to take you along for the ride why did we name our podcast bisexually lit well like you know a we're bisexual extremely b we're we're getting lit we're giving literary and thematic readings to the movies we love You can check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We drop a new ep- episode every other Monday, bi-weekly, if you will. Oh, I will. Have you ever seen something you couldn't explain? Have you ever felt like something was watching you, even when you were alone? Have your dreams ever started bleeding into the reality around you? Starting March 8th, join us bi-weekly as we travel around the contiguous United States sharing strange stories and discovering mysteries hidden within the vastness of America. Listen to Lower 48 on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the group continues to wander into the forest, Huge vines and giant leaves are obscuring the path when they suddenly walk into a clearing and three paths miraculously appear. One going to the left, one to the right, and one going straight ahead. I read a poem once that said that by taking the path less traveled, it made all the difference, but... I don't know if it was a good difference or a bad difference. Also, there's uh, we got three options here. And they all look not traveled. Also, may I draw everyone's attention to this small magical effect that's happening? And Hamish points, and the rope somehow goes down all three paths. Whoa! Yeah, I was a little bit concerned. Uh, Benjamin! There's no response. Oh! Aldern takes the ropes one by one and tries to pull the ropes toward them, and they do not move. Some of the plants growing in between the forking paths begin to shuffle, and three vegetative imps appear, giggling. <laughs> Welcome, travelers. Hello, travelers. Hello. Oh, we so seldom see travelers here. Can you solve our puzzle? I am so tired of these forking paths. <laughs> One rope. Leads nowhere. One rope leads everywhere. And the other leads somewhere. Can you solve our puzzle? Can you? Can you? Solve our puzzle. Puzzle. Our puzzle. Can you? And Archibald walks over to one of the imps and just grabs (laughs) the imp and says, You will tell me which path is which right now. Oh, no, I won't. There's a loud pop and all of the imps disappear. Now, you you seem to have botched that situation, Archibald. Yeah, what are we going to do now? They could have helped us to decide which which path we were going to well, take. Well, I asked him nicely to tell me which one, and he didn't. But then you exploded him. Can you tell me, should you explode someone who could help us? I didn't realize I had that kind of power. <laughs> All right, well, I'm willing to forgive you in this case, so long as you do not explode any more helpful imps. I will do my best. However mischievous those imps may be. Yes, that is probably a good way to proceed. (laughs) Anyway, one of these paths leads everywhere, so if we follow that, then I suppose we will end up where Benjamin led us and where our friend is. 
Now I think that the path we should take is the path to somewhere, because the somewhere is where our friends are. They're somewhere. That's true. That is valid. Does anyone have an argument to be made in favor of the path that goes nowhere? No. All right, let's not go down that one, but which one? I'm not sure if it matters. We have no way to discern which road leads somewhere, everywhere or nowhere. You know, I think that I have an idea. Victoria. Yeah? <laughs> do you still have that coin? Oh, I surely do. We can flip the coin to decide which path we take. Now, hold on. Is that a three-sided coin you've got there? Yes, it is. Especially for this occasion. That's incredible. We found it here on the island. I think it might be magic. Well, well, well. The coin looks like a two-sided coin, but if you flip it, it lands on heads, tails, or torso. <laughs> <laughs> well, here I go. And Victoria, the crab, will set the coin on her claw and flick it up into the air. As she does, the coin seems to freeze and spin in midair for a second before dropping torso side up. Now, we didn't establish what that means. Is, is torso the middle path? I think that torso is the middle path. All right. Let's take it. Now, may I suggest that we could send someone down one of the other paths? And that is a very bad idea. I think that just increases our chances of having someone go nowhere. You never split the party. Yeah, but that's a two out of three chance that, that person goes somewhere and a one out of three chance that that person goes everywhere and thus can report to us. I say we split the party. <laughs> Hamish looks down at his hand that says, don't. And he raises a paw and he says, now on the other hand, let's not. Let's, let's don't. Let's go torso. All right, everyone with me? We're, to we're torso in torso. this. Torso. Torso. Onward ho! As our friends head down the center path, the other two paths dissolve into nothing. I think we may have chosen the best option there. If we had taken the other two, we would be on dissolved paths. You know, I was really looking forward to being everywhere, if only just for a second. Everything, everywhere, all at once. You stopped that. Squeakers and Cobalt are walking through the forest, and Cobalt is seeming to have a, an easier time pushing past a lot of the brush. Squeakers is just trying to follow behind, but isn't doing a very good job keeping up. It's easy to lose track of Cobalt, because rather than scurry over the top of the underbrush, Cobalt is slithering beneath it, and you have to follow the moving and twitching branches through the trees. Hey! Hey! Hey, Cobalt, hey, Cobalt, that, Cobalt you? that you? Benjamin, yes, hello. Hey, hey wild to wild see you here. Wild is correct. Did you know we have visitors? Yeah, yeah I saw them. I, saw I see them, them. Right, I now. them right now. Did, I'm, yeah, everywhere. I'm everywhere. Oh, no. They have gone everywhere. Oh, oh my, my word. word. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I, can, yeah, see I can see you. I can see I them. Can see them. And I can see and I can horrors see that I would that never, I imagine. never imagine. Did you meet the three mischievous gnomes? Nah, man, nah, they, were man imps. they were imps. In any case, we've never had anyone go everywhere. No, yeah, check no, yeah, this, check out. this out. 
And he takes a step to the side and you can see an echo of hundreds of Benjamins. That is impossible. No, it's happening right now. He wants some rope. Squeakers comes out of the brush finally and sees a hundred Benjamins and says, I, I thought that you said that there was only four of you on this island. Benjamin, did you want to introduce me to your family there? Oh, this is me. And, and another Benjamin leans out and says, hi. Oh, uh, you know, I don't particularly <laughs> comprehend what's happening right now. Neither do I. I see so many possibilities. What world is this in front of me? Oh, my Lord. It looks as if we have broken Benjamin. You know, it's just one of those days. I, I was trying to take back Sunday. <laughs> Man, we got to get out of here before there's a panic at this disco. Oh, careful with this rope. You don't want to fall out, boy. It's okay. I'm wearing my red jumpsuit apparatus. Oh, what does that do? We're at an all-time low. Benjamin, if you are indeed everywhere, can you show us the path to somewhere? Sure I can. Just follow these Benjamins. And he points to a different line of Benjamins that goes off into infinity. Well, tell your Benjamins thank you. Oh, they heard. They're me. I don't understand what's going on, Cobalt. Neither do I, but for our own snake. <laughs> Let us follow the Benjamin. Benjamins? I think it's Benjamin. It's all acceptable. Right this way. And the line of Benjamins starts motioning with a runway paddle that came from somewhere. I have taken thorough stock of everything upon this island, and I have never seen a runway paddle here before. That is truly remarkable. No, that came from a distant land. This way! Onward. Meanwhile, the rest of the gang is walking down this path, and pretty soon they come to a sheer cliff that's covered in vines. Oh dear. It seems that our path has taken us Somewhere, but a somewhere is nowhere. I do not know with your tiny scrawny arms if you'll be able to climb this. However, if one of you were to hop on my back, I might be able to carry us up the side of the cliff. I can fly up quite easily. Oh, perfect. Then you don't need to ride on my back. Oh, would you like a ride, Raindrop? Or would you prefer to ride on the monkey? <laughs> Veronica, do you want to ride up the cliff? Well, I, I would love a ride up the cliff. I've never, never been up Interrupting there. Interrupting her, he <laughs> scoops her up and begins climbing. Woo! All right, so the duck is riding with the owl, and the crab is riding with the monkey. I guess I'm riding with 100 bees. And he blows a whistle, and the bees come and pick him up and fly him up to the top of the cliff. Getting to the top of the cliff, it's actually an amazing sight you're able to see the entirety of the island, including the beach where the boat is. And a little further ways off, you can see Our Lady of Rain. Everywhere you look across the island, looking out to the sea, to the lagoons, to Our Lady of the Rain, in the corner of your eye, you can see Benjamin. But as you turn to focus on Benjamin, he's moved and he's in a different location. And your eye can't quite seem to pinpoint exactly where Benjamin is. Oh, hi, you made it. You want some rope? 
you had rope this entire time and you did not lower it down for us? Oh, sorry, I hadn't noticed you yet. I was so preoccupied with the happenings of the entire universe. Wow, I am completely lost. Every single Benjamin hands a rope and Archibald gets a spark in his eye and says, you know, we may have lost Benjamin to eternity, but with this rope, we might be able to cover the entire island so that no one might get lost here ever again. And also it'd be good for trapping tigers and bears. That too. And Archibald begins quickly tying the ropes into knots from end to end. Anyway, would you like to know where your friend and mine are? Yes, that would be helpful so we can get off this island, as amazing as it is. Ah, well, check this out. And Benjamin opens his mouth and makes this a sound like, uh, like energy traveling through the entire universe. And a ping comes back. He says, ah, yeah, that direction. That's where they are. Our friends turn to look to where the Benjamins are pointing and they see squeakers and cobalt breaking through the trees. Oh my goodness, I I don't think I could take another step. I am I am right pooped. Squeakers! Oh, actually, never mind. I got a burst of energy now. Hey, Raindrop! Oh, thank heavens he found you! Oh, I've been lost, and luckily I found this really nice snake and a bunch of Benjamins. Here, I'll help you. And the Benjamins begin to body surf Raindrop and Squeakers towards each other. When they get closer, Squeakers opens his arms and gives Raindrop a big old hug. Oh, I'm so glad you're not lost in this magical forest. Oh, I'm so glad you found me in this magical forest. This reunion truly is touching. Perhaps we may continue the conversation aboard our salvation. Just to clarify, are you referring to the boat called Our Lady of the Rain? Yes. Okay, I just wanted to get that explicit and out there. We haven't named the dinghy yet, though, so maybe the dinghy can be called the salvation. The salvation. Yeah, that rolls right off the tongue. It's kind of like right. a mix of salivate and vation. A dinghy called Captain Raindrop Salvation. <sighs> it's perfect. Wow. Now that is amazing. The group comes together and begins descending from the cliff with the long rope that Archibald has tied. And as they wander back through the sand towards the ocean, onto the dinghy, toward the ship, a rainbow descends onto the shore of the island. Look, the island is saying goodbye. What's on the other side of the rainbow? From the distance, you hear Benjamin's voice echoing out. Everything! Everything! Next week on Wander and Rome. From the deck of Our Lady of the Rain, our friends see a coastline in the distance. As they approach, the boat weighs anchor a hundred feet from a small inlet leading to a tranquil lagoon. Welcome to Crystal Falls Lagoon. Music for Wander and Rome is written and performed by Gary Argyle. Wander and Rome is produced by Winterhawk Podcasts and Gary Argyle. For more great shows, visit winterhawkpodcasting.com.